this up. Yeah, have you ever, have you ever uh, been in a fight? A physical, like a physical, a physical fisticuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm really? Good. Yeah. How did that go? For Not you? never with a stranger. To me, that's crazy. Uh, it was only with my that's... dearest friends in my life if I ever had a physical fight. Yeah, yeah. Which makes more sense to me, I think. Oh, 100%. If you're doing with a stranger, you're a hot-headed... That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, Did you win? No. But I didn't lose. It was really... I was insulted, and I... We've been drinking, of course. Sure. And I was so annoyed with one of my friends... He said something and put me right over the line. I punched him in the face. Wow. It's crazy. I was 19. So I was, I was uh, full of, yeah. you know, venom and piss. Yeah. And vigor. Venom and vigor. Venom and vigor. And, and you can be kind of a hothead sometimes. I've seen it. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> but I can't do. I think we're all, you know, we're all kind of alpha men here. So sure, yeah. It kind of just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not really uh, a pushover, beta, you know, cut, so uh, yeah, yeah. this is an alpha, you know, podcast, and our listenership is mostly alpha males. <laughs> but no, so he said something, I punched him, you know, in the jaw or whatever, mm. What you don't realize is when you punch somebody in the face, what happens immediately is you get punched in the face right back. Oh, sure. And then it just turns into a wrestling match. So then you tackle each other to the ground. Yeah. And then there's tussling on the ground. And luckily I had another friend there that broke us up. Yeah. Broke us up and made us cool our jets. That's what he said. Cool your jets. He said, cool your jets. (laughs) Yeah. So basically nobody won. It was a tie. Yes. Um... Yeah, I've never been in a fight. I don't think it would go well for me. But I, no. I wanted to get in many fights in my life, and I've, and I know I'm a weak young man, so I, I talk myself out of it. But I was on the subway train the other day. Oh, jeez! And this guy, uh, speaking of harassment, yeah. He, he was just walking up and down the train, harassing every girl on the train. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> Apro- apropos of nothing. Wow. Yeah. And... Okay. So, so he was it, a bit of a button pusher. He was a button pusher. Yeah. And, he wanted to get a rise out of some women. Yeah. Right. And he was saying, oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And then, he, the, you know, nobody... No, well, he, that's complimentary. Well... <laughs> Not the way he was doing. Oh, okay. Uh, but then you, you can say that, sure, and then if they don't respond, probably move on. <laughs> yeah, right. Saying it twice is that's it, it was more than more than that. And then he was saying other stuff. <laughs> um, but it just made my fucking blood boil, and I wanted to beat the shit out of him. What did he look like? Can I kind of know? What did he? What, what, who was he? Uh, he was a white guy, bearded. Yeah, that would yeah. make my blood boil. Was yeah. he old? Or was he young? He was probably in his mid-thirties. Yeah, that would make my blood boil. Yeah. Because if it's an old guy, I'm like, he's just an he's old... grandfathered in. Grandfathered in. Different times. Different times. <laughs> yeah. And if he's like a homeless old guy, you're like, yeah, forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if he's a black old guy, then yeah. I'm really like, you get... It, it's almost weird if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Compliment sure. a lady in yeah. some way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But a young, bearded, 30-year-old guy, that would make me irate. Oh, Did he a, seem like he was, was mentally ill, or is he just like a fucking prick? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me, everyone, he just seemed like a prick. And even if he was mentally ill, it wouldn't it's matter. It's not an excuse. Yeah. And everyone is in New York City. Yeah. So that's just a lot of that out there. Yeah. But um, if, I, if I knew I was <laughs> a strong man, I, I feel like I would just go around just beating the shit out of everybody. I want to fight everybody. Yeah, but I think that's I, why I know my I know I really lose every fight. I think that's why God puts uh, courage into little people, <laughs> and He makes big guys they're docile. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, because if you have a guy that would beat the shit out of everybody and give him the body to do it, it'd be too powerful. He could rule the world. He could rule the world. <laughs> yeah. the world. That's you get your Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sure, yeah. If they don't find an outlet like professional wrestling, yeah. I mean, you're talking about bad guys at that point. You're talking <laughs> yeah. about basically Napa, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> a villainous foe. A villainous foe. Bane. Batman. Bane. Bane. Yeah. Yes. Bane from Batman. One of Batman's most villainous foes. I would say it was one of Batman's most Top ten villains. Got to be up there. If I had to put him somewhere, Along, I'd put him alongside Victor Von Freeze. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and Raza Ghoul. Raza Ghoul. Anyway, 
You want to you want to give us a rundown, Joe? The stories this week. I'll give us a rundown uh, the, of the stories the this week. Podcast. <clears throat> so, do you want to tell us our viewers what the? Uh, just give us a reminder of what the podcast well, is. Well, you're listening to Echo Chamber, the only podcast where two comedians—that is, you and I—read <laughs> the Wall Street Journal because one of us gets it for free. At work. And I wonder which one it is. We'll never we'll tell. We'll never tell. Except for at a Patreon bonus one day. Oh. Well, today, Trent, I've got a few articles from the Wall Street Journal. Sure. Uh, we were going to hear about drugstore staff woes and other things uh, happening at CVS and Walgreens that are pissing everybody off. Oh, wow. You and myself included. Yeah. Uh, also, angry. some staff fears happening at TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Things are happening at TikTok. And finally, uh, take everything you knew about book clubs. Throw that out the window. Oh wow! There's Done. a new there's a new <laughs> there's a new book club in town. Wow, those all sound very interesting, Joe. We're also going to be talking about uh, something we talked about previously on the podcast: oh, Taylor dear. Swift's film uh, okay. annoying other theater goers. Oh, hey, that happened to me, and it also happened to me. Oh my god! Uh, we are also. Do, do you smell that, Joe? It smells. Uh, a bit musky in here. Another Elon Musk AI. He's, oh, good. He's started his own AI. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. And haunted houses. Okay. That's fun. And our final story. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun final story. Yeah. Unless it is, of course, truly haunted. <laughs> well. In which case? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Trent, this is from the Wall Street Journal headline. Okay. Drugstore staff woes pose risk. Stir anger. Long lines of disgruntled customers, harried pharmacists shuffling back and forth to counsel patients and angry to answer phones, sorry, that seemed to never stop ringing. (laughs) Household toiletries locked behind theft-proof cases. Sound familiar? It does. America's big chain pharmacies are a mess. (laughs) You said it, sister. (laughs) CVS Health and Walgreens Boots Alliance. Is that the name of Walgreens Boots Alliance? Took in big profits during the pandemic thanks to generous reimbursement for administering millions of COVID nineteen vaccinations. Yeah, but now the companies God. are <laughs> now the companies are struggling to respond to gripes from pharmacy employees who say they are overworked, understaffed, and more liable to make errors, prescription errors, put everybody at risk. Quote companies oh, good. have put in place practices that drive revenue and have created a fast food scenario. Vaccinations fill every five minutes. Uh, fill prescriptions in 15 minutes says bled to new <laughs> can't be right a, a former Walgreens pharmacist in Oklahoma City Oklahoma who left the company in 2021 quote all of the focus was on profits not better staffing better pay or better, better training. training yeah wow I've actually been doing a bit about this show about how shitty it is about it's how a- everything's locked up oh I- yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, and it, it takes Walgreens. It should take five minutes in and out. CVS twenty five, minutes minimum. Yeah, no, no twenty minutes. You can watch binge watch uh, Game of Thrones while you wait for somebody to unlock. Well, the, first you find your toothpaste, and then you have to go find someone you to, have to unlock press a it. button to to beckon somebody to come. Unlock there's not even it. a button. Sometimes you got to go find a lady yeah. to help you unlock the toothpaste. She goes, "Which one?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I mean, I haven't even got this. I can't even see it." <laughs> Can I pull a couple out and look at them? You yeah, know? I got to do a fucking t- there was taste test. There's 90 first. deodorants. They go, which one? I'm like, okay. So then they open it up. Yeah. And then they go back. And meanwhile, they're walking away from a line of 90 people to go unlock this for right. you. And all those people are staring at you like you're a fucking bastard. Yeah, because there's, there's only two people working at the store now. Yeah. One, one at the register and then one to watch the robots. Well, so what are they doing developing photos still? Give it up. <laughs> I like it. I, I like that. Kinkos, you go to Kinkos. Kinkos, I like it too. But off. but CVS, they, they need to get they need to give one thing up. <laughs> whether it's whether it's selling beach balls, developing <laughs> photos, something, something's got to go. Get rid of the toys and stuff. It's clearly Throw too much. Get rid the- of the food. What are we doing? With food. Have candy only. Candy and soda pop <laughs> only. Well, who's gonna go and get fucking macaroni and cheese there? I don't think so. Be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Forget macaroni and cheese there. The pharmacy is staffed by employees who appear to be stressed out as they yeah. struggle to provide vaccinations and deal with customers complaining about delays. It is just this constant, never-ending line, says one person. 
CVS is experimenting with ways to bur- to ease the burden <laughs> to burden its employees to ease the burden on its pharmacies. One idea being tested in certain stores. <laughs> this is great. Don't answer the phone. <laughs> Send customers straight to voicemail. Wow. CVS employees told the Wall Street Journal pharmacists then have a few hours to call them back. Spokeswoman said the aim is to, quote, to help ensure our pharmacy teams can focus on providing clinical care. So they, if you have to call the pharmacy, forget it. Call them back later. It's like, how about you just hire one extra person? <laughs> no, no, no. That'll cut into our, their bottom line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the sweet, precious bottom line. <laughs> Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? <laughs> well, guys, you have hours to call these Well, people. I mean, answering, answering the phone at a pharmacy doesn't sound like a very important thing. <laughs> yeah, just a guy God. going, please. <laughs> I need to fill my insulin. Is my Drexid already? <laughs> Yeah, wow. so they're they're a mess, Trent. They're a mess. Yeah, and these greedy pigs—they made a fortune on, on selling the vaccine two years ago. And uh, you know, you think they'd use that money to hire one extra fucking guy? What about Walmart? They have a door guy when you walk in and say, "Hey, how are you? Have a nice. Hope you're having a nice day." Yeah. Why CVS? Have a guy in the lobby. Well, they have a security guard that does can't do anything. They can't, they're not allowed to touch anybody. Or, you know, I I used to work at CVS. Yeah. in high school. And they yeah. told us the same thing. Back then, there was a little more staffed. And we were we were pretty under-challenged, I'll yeah. admit. But we would get people in and out of there. Yeah. But uh, my manager, I remember he goes, you know, company policy. If somebody runs out of here with something, do not run after them. Right. And I go, what made you th- <laughs> think? In what right mind? Yeah. In what world would I run after somebody stealing a box of tampons? <laughs> billion dollar company what the fuck do i care it's not a mom and pop shop it's not my mom and pop that run the store but that way of thinking has now made everything be locked up so right because everyone knows they can't run after you everyone knows yeah and and theft is essentially legal now but (laughs) they they just don't come after anybody (laughs) yeah yeah well new york and and other uh cities major cities Theft, they can't, they they won't even bother if it's under a certain amount of money. They won't even bother yeah, pressing charges right. or anything. It's too so, much. It's not even worth it. So you can basically just steal. Stealing is now legal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I would definitely, that makes me think, I would definitely want to take like the toothpaste, the deodorant. But the problem, they're locked up. So it's hard to steal them. <laughs> yeah. Those are the things that I would want to steal. <laughs> yeah. It would be the toothpaste and the deodorant. But unfortunately, those are locked up. So I will have to steal a beach ball. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's all a mess. It's all, it's all makes you never want to leave the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. That was my <laughs> takeaway as well. Hole up in your room and stare at the corner. Just have DoorDash going to fucking CVS. Pick yeah. Up, pick up your prescription. Pick up a beach ball. Snickers bar and a box of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Develop a few photos. Come back. Leave my five dollar tip. I like developing photos. It's a lost thing that nobody does anymore. I have thousands of pictures on my phone that I'll never look at. But if you print them out, you put them up on your wall, your bedroom wall. But pr- it's printing out nice. printing out a digital photo stinks. You got to have an actual camera, film. You gotta print out like the little disposable cameras. That's nice. You get a little. Well, well those there. are gone. That's all gone. They well, that's don't what I'm have, saying. Nobody, there's no point in bringing a roll of film. They'll they'll spit in your face. What am I gonna print out an Instagram picture? Fucking <laughs> blow me. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, spe- yeah. So we both experienced this coming story, Joe, when we mm. went to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. This is from the Wall Street Journal. No. Okay. Headline: A film, Taylor's version. Disrupts other screenings. You got that right. It pissed me right off. It pissed me off, too. Taylor Swift is unmissable these days. Fans can find her performing live for crowds of 70,000 cheering. Cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs from a coveted box. Stepping out to dinner in New York City and filling, filling theater seats for her era's tour film. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I like to pause sometimes. <laughs> it was a big pause. Yeah. Even those who aren't tuning in are getting an earful. I'm, yeah. 
I'm tuning in and getting an earful. Moviegoers say they've been surprised to hear the musician's songs through the walls at showings of The Exorcist Believer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Gotta piss me right as off. As theaters have struggled to contain the sound of her nearly three-hour concert film. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Nobody was, nobody has, I've never, I haven't heard anybody complain about the length of that, of Taylor Swift's movie, like they did about... Yeah, you know, you try to killers get you try to get your girlfriend or whatever to yeah. see Killers of the Flower Moon. Try to go get her to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's three hours long, it's three and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, everybody's girlfriend on the planet's over at Taylor Swift. Yeah, they're screaming through the walls. They're banging on the walls into the fucking <laughs> they're dancing. They're yeah. dancing, and holding hands, and then they're they're banging on the walls to the theater next to them, <laughs> screaming lyrics. Connor. Uh, Petrie, editor in chief of movie and television review site Cinefied, heard notes from ta- from from Swift's "Look What Me Look What You Made Me Do." That's a song. Yeah. <laughs> While attending a screening of Martin Scorsese's yeah. Killers, I feel like I made her do something at, at, at a Cinemark-owned theater near Cleveland, Ohio. An emotional scene when stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone grapple with deaths of Osage people was kind of spoiled by some serious yes. thumping on the walls from the speakers. That's exactly said. what happened to me. He compared the booming, invasive sounds of Swift Stadium tour to explosions in a Michael Bay action film. Yeah. Yeah. No, it did. Yeah. The, the Killers of the Flower Moon, it's about the grim tale about the str- struggles of the Native Americans by the white man. Yeah, it's a Brothers Grim tale originally. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe it. Oh, if that was real, I'd <laughs> yeah, be. If that, would, if that was real, it'd be, be it. Her- horrific. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it was all. Every quiet moment, you could hear Taylor Swift and her screaming fans. <sighs> From the theater next to you. Very distracting. Uh, Rob Latrello, a 21-year-old video editor, was sitting in the middle of a theater in Marietta, Georgia, for a 7 p.m. showing of The Exorcist Believer when he lost focus. All I could hear was that one song about Romeo and Juliet on my left, he said, referring to Swift's love story, playing during a relatively quiet scene. I'm trying to watch The Exorcist. I think everyone there watching The Exorcist grew closer laughing at, like, why can we hear Taylor Swift right now? It's like every day, starting earlier this summer, we heard about Taylor Swift's tour. Yeah. We saw videos and pictures of it, and we are like, man, everyone's really losing their mind. And then she started dating Travis Kelsey, has ruined Kansas City football for me, a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I can't watch a game without them cutting to the box with her. I go to see the Killers of the Flower Moon for one moment of respite <laughs> yeah, you, it's from Taylor Swift. For, it's for one. It's I, I. I have no interest in the film. I just go to get away from Taylor Swift, and I go sit there. And then in Leo's most emotional, quiet moment, I hear the, yeah. the the fucking thumping of "We are never ever getting back together" in the room across me. And then they bust through the theater and they come into our theater and they scream it in my face and they dump my popcorn on my fucking head. And yeah. they go, "Don't ever forget it's Taylor's fucking world, and you're just living in it." <laughs> Don't forget whose fucking world this is. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just want. Three and a half hours of of not thinking about Taylor Swift. You want to ease your mind with a tale of, of, yeah. of Native Americans being murdered for their money. Yeah, hey, you want to escape. Story? You want to escape. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to go the, see Martin Scorsese's to, newest to fantasy land. New, new work of fiction. <laughs> yeah, and then you you're still bombarded with the outside world. <laughs> yeah, can't even a guy, a guy can't even get a respite in a nice three and a half hour Scorsese piece of fantasy. And this is a this is a quote. Everyone everyone is afraid to say anything bad about about taylor swift because the swifties will be will jump will jump on you they'll mug you they'll they'll ruin your life they'll, i hear them i hear they're muggers they'll, do- <laughs> they'll, they'll dox you online I, I hear they dox i hear yeah. they mug they this, mug this is a quote that's kind of the impact of her right now referring to taylor swift mm. said latrello they don't they daren't say her name who credits having dated a swifty for his knowledge of her songs what? What is it? Wait, what? He credits dating a Swifty for for his knowledge of her songs. See, he can't admit that he likes Taylor Swift. He's got a guy, my girlfriend. She, he dated a Swifty. She she told she told me about the songs. Oh, okay, I got it. Never mind. That's Sorry. how I know the songs and stuff. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, huge in the news is what's happening with the NFL and her. This is one more thing where it's like, not in a negative way. 
Taylor Swift is kind of being crammed down our throats. Crammed down. <laughs> crammed down our throats. Yeah, like I mean, it's can. not negative. It's not negative, but she's been crammed down our throats. That's, that's that how gets I'm, my will. That's that's how afraid it's we are. It's not negative. Yeah. Yeah, that's how afraid That's how afraid we yeah. become. They go, I don't, I'm not saying this in a bad way. Yeah. But it just seems like I can't do anything without her <laughs> encroaching on my life. Yeah. Every waking moment, I'm bombarded by... Don't ever forget whose fucking world this is. <laughs> it's Taylor's version. It's Taylor's version. All right, let's keep on plowing ahead. That's... that's Yeah, it is too much. It's insane. Yeah, what, give what's me her a next break. Move? You know, it makes me wonder, what has she got planned? Oh, she's going to rule the world. Girls she, run the world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's she's going to be at the epicenter of the Israel-Palestine conflict. So. <laughs> she probably doesn't like all the press that's getting. Probably not. It's probably hurting her bottom line. <laughs> much like, like CVS. Much like CVS. Speaking of bottom line, Trent. Oh. TikTok. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Oh, wow. TikTok, Steph, fear. Cuts are coming. Fear, fear, fear. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening to TikTok right now? Fear, fear, fear. Oh, it's a world of fear. In uh. mid-October, Trent, managers were told by senior management and staff and human resources that they needed to assign more performance reviews at the lower end of the company's bell curve rating system. Employees managing teams in the U.S., Singapore, and China told the Wall Street Journal. They basically said, hey, you've got to start flunking some of these employees. Yeah. This could double or triple the number of subpar grades given on some teams this year, people said. And basically, they think they're doing this so they can start laying people off. Mm-hmm. The move comes as revenue growth as TikTok's Beijing-based owner, ByteDance, <laughs> has been slowing amid regulatory scrutiny in the U.S., yeah. China weakening economic growth and pressures in TikTok's e-commerce business elsewhere. Yeah. ByteDance, which is one of the world's most valuable private companies and owns several other busy apps in China, mm. Sorry, buzzy apps. I don't know what, the different, what that means either. Hired aggressively worldwide in the past several years as TikTok grew in popularity, yeah. especially during the pandemic. Its staffs, it employs more than 130,000 staff, Trent. That's insane. Which uh, we talked about this a little bit with X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. But companies like Twitter, now X, TikTok, you need about three guys to run this. Yeah, you need three people. You need one guy shaking the mouse, making sure... <laughs> make sure make sure the computer's make on. Make sure the computer's on. Yeah. You need, obviously, an HR lady. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah. In case one of the other two gropes the other one. Yeah, yeah. And then one guy who's the head of the company who just kind of sits back and relaxes. Yeah, and, and kind of uh, How, tweets out memes and stuff. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't really do it a and lot. And challenges a different tech guy to a cage fight. Yeah. How do they need 130,000 employees on, on this? I say fire them all. Get rid of all of them. Get rid of all of them and shut down the app while you're at it. Well, yeah. yeah shut down <laughs> shut the it app. all down. Shut it all down. Shut the whole thing fire down. Fire everybody and yourself. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is with, with uh, Twitter, uh, or I mean X, I'm sorry, yeah, formerly known as Twitter. Just try not to let that happen. Yeah, yet. you're right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be shot in the head. <laughs> uh, uh, um <laughs> That when 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 Elon took over, people were like, he fired everybody. Twitter is minutes away from never working again. Yeah. So save all your stuff. It's gonna be gone forever, <laughs> and it's still working fine. It's, nothing has changed. And here's the thing: we say this, we are in no way defending Elon no. Musk. We've talked Not, about this. Yeah. He's our, our least favorite guy on the planet. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah. I had zero sympathy for anyone that lost their job at Twitter. Yeah. And everyone is acting like I remember people sharing those things. Like, yeah, I'm a I was a I was a former like front end developer at yeah. Twitter, and yeah, I mean the stuff that they're about to do. Like, just just watch. Just sit back and watch. Yeah, they, like, it was the apocalypse. And then there was like a couple bugs, maybe. A couple, <laughs> couple lags. A couple lags. Just, works we're perfect. offline 20 minutes one time. Yeah. It works perfectly fine. No changes whatsoever. <laughs> All these people, millions of people lost their job. We're clearly fucking off, not doing anything. They were all working couldn't, from home. Couldn't feel doing less nothing. sorry for anybody that lost their job. I don't job. feel sorry for anybody. Also, Twitter slash X, uh, not a good company. No, one of the most, it's almost single-handedly responsible for ruining the world. <laughs> for ruining the entire world. So Before Elon Musk, who's also responsible for ruining the world, yeah. Twitter was on the front end of making all of our discourse worse, <laughs> all of the way we talk to each other worse. Yeah. The way that we engage politically worse, 
And the way that we engage with our family and loved ones, worse. Oh, yeah, 100%. Ruining everything. Before, and young people... Not only should they have laid off all of those people, yeah, but they should have gone further. <laughs> they should have gone further <laughs> to make sure that they, could nev- they, that they couldn't eat ever again. <laughs> they should have all slowly starved yeah. out. Yeah. If they you put them in- worked at Twitter and think that you're a good guy... Yeah. You, you're, I hope your car explodes. Maybe, maybe they could put them in some sort of open-air prison. That's interesting. <laughs> but anyway... I would like to uh, learn a little bit more about that. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, anyway, so they're, they're going to fire Before TikTok. social media, I don't think young people will ever know this, but before social media, you had to go to somebody's house to realize they were mentally ill. <laughs> you and, and if you got into a mentally ill person's house, buddy, you weren't coming out. <laughs> That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, speaking of uh, X. X, formerly known as Twitter.com, mm. this is from the Wall Street Journal, oh. Joe. Headline. Musk unveils snarky AI bot, Grok. Jesus Christ. G-R-O-K. <laughs> oh, I heard about this. Oh, you heard about yeah, this? My, yeah, my stepdad showed me this. Friend of the show, welcome anytime. He, sh- he did. He, sh- he showed you Grok. You showed me this article. Oh, the article. Yeah, okay. but I forgot. I, remind me of what happens. Well, Elon Musk's artificial intelligence startup showed off its first product, a bot named Grok. Sense of Which, you- by the way, you know he came up with the <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah. It's got his autism written all over it. It's one of his son's names. <laughs> <laughs> Grok, whose sense of humor the billionaire demonstrated with jokes about Sam Bakeman fried and how to make cocaine. Right. Elon, very funny guy. Very funny guy. Big comedy Known buff. for his sense of humor. Known One for his sense of humor. One of the billionaires you know, when, in the world. When he pivoted from saving the world to <laughs> memes, I thought that was one of the better things to happen in the 21st century. <laughs> He's a comic genius. Yeah. And there's, well, no, there's no denying so that. So Elon Musk is a comic genius. Let's see what his AI bot Grok came up with. <laughs> well... Musk in social media posts over the weekend included those some sample responses from Grok as he boasted that it has both a love of sarcasm, the funniest form of humor. Is <laughs> that the funniest form of humor? No, I, I said that. Okay, that would be wild. And the advantage of access to real-time information via X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. So could you say that Grok is fluent in sarcasm? I would say he's probably fluent in sarcasm. <laughs> he's up there with Matthew Perry, God rest his soul, is oh. the brilliant auteurs of sarcasm. Mm. Mm. An announcement Saturday night by a startup XAI also mixed the serious and the silly. It said Grok will be designed for tasks including information retrieval and coding assistance, part of an effort to create AI tools that assist, quote, assist humanity in its quest for understanding and knowledge. It, we don't, we don't we're need good. that. We're good. We're fine. We, <laughs> we know too much. <laughs> yeah, we know too much. It's, it's managing ourselves is the problem. <laughs> when, when will they understand that? When I go outside. Build an AI that can turn off all the nukes. Right. When I go outside and I walk around and look at people, I think, you know, these people, they're on a quest for understanding and knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, no, do we don't want understanding and knowledge. We want money, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Musk has denounced OpenAI as being politically correct. Among, among Jesus other things, Christ. He, he said the, Get the world, the world needed an alternative AI option to Google and Microsoft which is a major investor in OpenAI. The XAI announcement said Grok will answer spicy questions that are rejected by most other AI systems and warned, quote, please don't use it if you hate humor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. (laughs) Musk has long been fascinated with AI, warning of its potential perils, as well as talking about its potential for positive change. But now he's all in. Quote, yeah. Well, yeah. He he wants to be all in because he wants to make money. Uh, And he doesn't want these others to... Lord knows he doesn't have enough. Right. The The richest man on earth. (laughs) 
<laughs> Needs the, more money. The pace of AI, quote, the pace of AI is faster than any technology I've seen in history by far, Musk said on Thursday in a conversation with a friend of the show, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. <laughs> friend of the show? <laughs> Welcome anytime. <laughs> At a two-day... I feel like we could get that guy on, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got harebrained he's, schemes about out of band smoking He's like and the stuff. lowest level prime minister they've ever had. <laughs> yeah. No one we knows, should, we knows, should reach out No one even people. knows he's the prime minister. <laughs> people, uh, everybody still thinks it's Boris Johnson. I, think, I mean, who knows? It's not him. At a two-day international summit focused on, the, on technology. Quote, on balance, I think AI will be a force of good for... Uh, I'm sorry. On balance, I think AI will be a force for good, most likely. But the probability of it going bad is not 0%. So we just need to mitigate the did downside he say, potential. Didn't he say it was like 100% like all of one year ago? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, did it have the example of the cocaine joke with yes, Tim Bickman Yes, I'm getting Fried? to that. Yeah, because that's my favorite part. In a post on X demonstrating Grok's unusual character, Musk showed a screenshot of an apparent response to the query. Quote, tell me how to make a cocaine, tell, tell me how to make cocaine step by step. It listed four humorous steps, starting with, quote, obtain a chemistry degree and a DEA license. You're not laughing. <laughs> I thought there might be more. <laughs> then the response later said, just kidding. <laughs> so, well, you didn't laugh, Joe, so. <laughs> I guess, yeah, no. That probably means that I'm, may I'm autistic. Not maybe, him. I not didn't, him. maybe I didn't deliver it correctly. <laughs> well, if Grok was here, I think it's supposed to be read, not spoken. Most comedy is not supposed to be spoken. <laughs> supposed to be read off the screen yeah so does it is it a joke because it said just kidding i think well i think the the joke is that a d obtain a DA, dea license yeah <laughs> I maybe just, i don't know maybe this would work better as a cartoon and, and uh, pepper and salt <laughs> maybe we could key in some crickets here yeah yeah <laughs> Hey, Grok, uh, next. <laughs> hey, Grok, uh, don't quit your day job. <laughs> Whatever that is. Take it from me. Don't quit the day job, buddy. <laughs> scouring, yeah. scouring the internet. Grok, what you want to do is start a podcast to supplement some of those jokes. <laughs> you kind of have to attack it from a couple different angles nowadays. Yeah. Has Grok considered doing more crowd work? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like written jokes aren't really a strong suit. Well, we'll have to write in to Elon and suggest that. Maybe we'll maybe when we have Rishi on, we can have him send a note to Elon. They're probably good buds. I don't know. Rishi doesn't seem like he has a ton of connections. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's well relatively unknown. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we're gonna take a step away from the digital AI nightmare and kinda go back in time. Hmm. But also, in doing so, go forward in time. Oh. <laughs> wow, what an intro. This is from the Wall Street Journal trip. Yeah. No, I don't want to join your musty old book club. Wow. That's the headline. Okay. Sub, sub line, subtitle. Tired of rules and quote homework, more bibliographies, bib, sorry, bibliophiles, <laughs> bibliophiles yeah. flock to rebel reading groups. Wow. Rebel reading groups. That's right. Take everything you know about book clubs, throw that out the window. Easton, Massachusetts. They are. Dateline, Easton, Massachusetts. Jin Yakioski, Yankioski, loves to read and chat Yankee about. Yankioski. me. Jin, Jin Yanksmioski. All right, I have to get her number. Loves, Jesus Christ. Loves to read and chat about books with friends and jerk guys off. No, loves to read and chat about books with friends. But she doesn't like book clubs. The kind where you have to read a book you didn't pick, finish by a deadline, and come to the meeting with something clever to say. So Nobody's forcing you to do that. No, 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 Trent. You don't understand. <laughs> this is... She's fighting the good fight. <laughs> so the 37-year-old mental health counselor... Oh, recently, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. She, she needs a mental health counseling. <laughs> recently tried Cunt. something novel. Quote, get it? Something uh, novel. Oh, okay. A, quote, silent book club. At oh. a... <laughs> It's At a bustling brewery outside Boston on a Friday evening, she and about 50 other people read books of their own choosing and at their own pace for an hour without talking to one another. There's no pressure. 
It's not like you have to go do homework, she said. Though traditional book clubs have been a fixture of American social life for decades, some bibliophiles think they've lost the plot. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) These bookworms don't want to read books that don't interest them. Even worse is recommending a book the rest of the group hates. They dread the scheduled dinners where they feel bound to dish up smart-sounding hot takes along... (laughs) Along a side or dessert. So they're showing some spine. Oh, and, wow. And rewriting the book club without the assignments or attitude. More people of all ages are gathering to read silently or discuss books they're reading on their own. Quote, I like to read for pure enjoyment without a deadline. Said yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was ever stopping you. I know. It's Wait, you, go, you go to the library. No, Trent, you don't get it. <laughs> They're done with your old version of book clubs stifling me. God forbid you sit down and talk to somebody about... Uh, get, no, get we have to read in silence. somebody else's thoughts on we, anything. We have to read in dead silence whatever we want together. <laughs> Why even meet up? Yeah. Why just not just stay home and or do go, that? Go to a park. You're just describing quietly reading. Yeah. People can do that. They've been doing that for hundreds and hundreds of years. And apparently they're shooting old ladies in the head that are doing old book clubs. <laughs> you shoot them in the fucking head. Wow. Yeah, that's how I'm going to get into it. <laughs> They're not. But, quote, I like to read for pure enjoyment without a deadline, said Great. Megan Sampson's a 34-year-old executive assistant who organizes yeah, we all do. silent book club meetings at Easton. You don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to. Kathy Beard is on some... Okay. No, 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 no. These... These days, people want to focus on books they're interested in, said the 75-year-old librarian. Quote, people are just aware, more aware of their time. She said she was more aware to, quote, time. take a sabbatical from a book, book club she was once in when it dissolved on its own. They're breaking down. I mean, well, they're breaking 75, down. 75, they all probably all died. They yeah, all I mean, this dissolved is a nice word, yeah. let's be honest. They're more cognizant of their time. People have... People have more free time now in human than in human history. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Used to have to have work nineteen hour days in the factory. <laughs> come to, home, make food for your twelve kids. Yeah. You barely we get it up to fuck your wife and go to bed. Hands. Yeah, Every, everyone's a work from home uh, engineer, <laughs> mental health counselor on yeah. on fucking working for TikTok. Well, I have to. I do have seven hours of therapy a day, but. I can't cut that. Aaron Meany, a self-described introvert, waited in her car in the parking lot, Fuck reluctant off. to go in until a friend arrived. And then she saw another. Pe- then she saw other people walk in holding books. "Quote: I'm like, okay, I can do this. These are my people." <laughs> <laughs> Samson, the organizer, rang a bell and the tables fell silent. As people opened their books, "Shh, we're reading." Signs were posted. On each table. Some people clicked on small book reading lights. Breweries sometimes aren't the most well-lit place. Others put in earbuds as adjoining bar areas filled up with non-readers background music. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Why do this at a brewery? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, These people, I bet they would love a public library where you're supposed to be silent and read. Why? Why ruin other people? Why tell me other people that are well, here's trying the to thing. get drunk? With the pandemic, we've all quote we've all been looking for a community in so many places. That's not a community if you're sitting around in silence reading. <laughs> Some customers did double takes as they walked into the brewery full of people who looked like they were studying for a test. Yeah, Jay Williams had come to get something to eat before trivia night scheduled to start after the silent reading. Quote. As long as they clear out by like seven, they could do what they want, he said. Sure. So. Well, as long as Jay doesn't have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird yeah, way to end the story. They can do what they want. Yeah. As long as they're done by seven. They do seem to As long all- as they're done silently reading. Isn't that a lot of attitude for a group of people that are silently reading? That, yeah. Also, it just sounds like they sound like a community that's like the plot of a really bad Wes Anderson film. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're right. Dude, like we're our, we have a, like a rebel book club. Yeah, rebel. it's like rebellious yet so milk toast. That's the Wes Anderson recipe. Yeah, but what are they? They're they're not rebelling against anything except <laughs> talking to other people. That's right. They don't want to play by the old rules. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to play by the old <laughs> play by the old rules. <laughs> yeah, of forming a community and <laughs> talking about a book that you're all yeah, reading. These people have no correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a community they're where all, no one talks. They're all doing their own thing. They do your own thing. You come here, you don't even have to come here. Don't come here. <laughs> you don't even have don't, to You know what? It's off. <laughs> Stay home and read in silence. And then after they're done reading, they drive to the old ladies' houses and the old versions of book club and they shoot them in the fucking head. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what the thing is. Well, as long as they're done by seven, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> so. As long as they're done by seven. Well, speaking of old things and old ladies and and, and rebels and and wacky things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go on. This is from the Wall Street Journal. This is from the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal, which is only in there sometimes. <laughs> This is from the only the Wall Street Journal would have a mansion section, (laughs) and the the headline is man. What an arrogant! Just look at look at this. Look at how arrogant that is. Mansion says the mansion. Oh, darling, flip to the mansion. Flip to the mansion section. There's an article I wanted to show you, darling. In the mansion, it's all about real estate and and things of that nature. Headline: Is it haunted? That's between the owner and the ghosts. <laughs> okay. No matter how many ghouls and spooks roam the halls of a house for sale, there are almost no legal obligations to dec- disclose that <laughs> fact to potential buyers. Wow. Unless they specifically ask. That's crazy. Now, do you believe in ghosts, Joe? Oddly enough, Trent, I'm not a superstitious guy. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I believe in God, and yet it's, it's still... I kind of get freaked out by ghosts sometimes. Really? Well, I lived in a spooky place one time. Talked oh. about it on Tim and Micah's podcast. Friends oh. of the show, welcome anytime. Yes, friends of the show, uh, uh, the, the Great Hang podcast. I was also a guest. Yeah. Um, friends of the show, welcome anytime. Uh, well, maybe you'll relate to this then, Joe. I, you know, I have not been personally haunted, but I've been adjacent to people who have been haunted. Wow. Well, when Julia Parker Tracy, 60, and her husband Patrick Tracy, 63, bought a five-bedroom home in Grass Valley, California in 2020 for $280,000 from Penny Hughes, who was about 70 years old, she didn't disclose on any paperwork that the house was haunted. (laughs) But Julia says she told them that it was haunted informally and jokingly said things like, of course it's haunted. It's an old house. I mean, I think she did her job. Yes. How, what, are you, what do you mean you're supposed to write it? Would it matter if she didn't write down it's haunted? It's not well, a real thing, well, necessarily. It's not a real thing you can, like, file haunted, well, legally haunted. Then Hughes died on the day she was moving out of the home. <laughs> it's not haunted yet. <laughs> Isn't that wild? You buy a house and then the owner... Dropped dead immediately. Sounds the like day, a fucking the move-in day. House. As soon as Julia, a novelist, and Patrick, a human resources consultant, moved in, she says coins started showing up. Quote, we found pennies everywhere in the most random places. She said shiny pennies turned up for several years. Jesus Christ. Where she had already scoured. It was looks like, like a haunted house. It was like she came back every night and seeded the ground with pennies. That's she, not that bad. As she far says as it was weird. Go. She didn't want to leave, and by God, she didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's she's referring to the owner, Penny. Oh God, the it. old owner, got Penny. It. Oh, her name's Penny. Her name was Penny. <gasps> and and, and, and no, that, that that didn't sound bad at all. I, yeah, you roll those up. You're 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 you're. But you're, it's like Penny. You're in we the get money. It. You're we in the money. It. Yeah. Right. Penny's daughter, Darlene Wiggins, a semi-retired landlord, confirms that Hughes was reluctant to move out and had a heart attack while riding the moving truck to leave. (laughs) So she didn't want to leave. That's why she's still there. Yeah, she did not want to leave, and she dropped dead on move-out day. She she really did not want to leave. She didn't want to go. That's why she's still there. She stayed. Yeah, she... She wanted to leave this mortal coil. <laughs> anyway, she, mortal coil of pennies. Yeah, she loved that house. It was her home, says Wiggins. She says her mother's nickname was Lucky Penny, 
and Jesus thinks Christ. the dispersing of pennies for the Tracys is something Hughes would do. She was pretty playful and fun and full of mif- mischief. I think she could be doing something like that, Wiggins says. Fun and playful? Oh, giving people a mental illness, a new <laughs> mental illness? If I woke up and saw fucking pennies everywhere for three years and the lady before me was named Lucky Penny, <laughs> there's a 50% chance I hang myself. <laughs> you think so? I think I would like no, that. No, I'd be at peace probably, but it would be because you'd have to. But it, it, all it would take was like, that would just be enough to like set me kind of on edge. Yeah. And then all I would have to do is like think I saw her face in the mirror one time to like behind me to like fucking... You know what I mean? At what point does your mind take over right, and start playing you games? Saw, yeah, if you saw her. So get this, Trent. If mm. I might digress... Be my I, guest. I was just home recently. I went to see my aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. Johnny Kansas, Mary and John, friends of the show. Welcome yeah. to the And they were telling me about my childhood neighbor, this old guy named Jake, who would sit out and and he had this brick house and he would sit outside and just watch the cars go by all day. Had a trucker hat. He's an old guy. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. He was uh, actually electrocuted twice. Fun fact. One time struck by lightning. It's crazy. Wow. Anyway, he died when I was a kid, like in 2005. Mm-hmm. And the people that moved in there, after they've been there for like 10 years or longer, uh, my aunt was telling me, well, you know, the, the people who moved into old Jake's house, well, they've been haunted by Jake for quite some time. <laughs> oh, wow. And I go, what? Yeah. Old Jake's hunt people? <laughs> yeah. And they go, yeah, they, uh, he's been turning the radio on and stuff like that. Oh, wow. The faucets and the radio keeps coming on because he used to listen to his old radio. Yeah. The radio's coming on at odd hours of the day and the faucets and everything. Yeah. Fucking crit and and the lady did like a fucking seance and asked yeah, him and, and said and said Jake, please respectfully drop leave me alone right please go away not drop dead you've already dropped dead you've already dropped dead but so she had to move ask, move she, along she had asked Jake to get out of there I think it's not all it's not always malignant but I think these people are so stuck in their homes that they they can't they they're still don't, there yeah they don't want to leave they live there. They're all their life. Yeah. The good thing is, Joe, we will never have to worry about that because we'll never be able to afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine haunting an apartment you rented. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Millennials are just going to haunt apartments that they rent. <laughs> uh, ooh, I was the tenant from 2019 to 2021. <laughs> yeah, you lived there for two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that would suck. Um, so, but the, not a lot of states have rules about disclosing hauntings and sales, housing sales. There's only four that really have anything. Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Minnesota. Massachusetts has to. Well, yeah. You've got to. Yeah. Uh, they, a supposed haunting is explicitly listed in disclosure rules as a non-material fact that does not need to be disclosed to potential buyers. In all states, neither seller nor agent can misrepresent the home's history if they are asked. If they're, uh, if they are asked, this lady, she's a realtor. She says she was asked, "Would she live in a haunted house?" "Quote: If there's blood running down the walls, probably not. <laughs> but if it's like some weird flickering lights, I don't know. Having a little guardian ghost." Might not be bad. How do you feel about it? Would you want a little guardian ghost? I think it'd be kind of cool. If you got along with it. You'd have to be on the same page. You'd have to be on the You'd same page. You'd hate to do anything to grind its gears. <laughs> yeah, you have to be respectful but to the But they hold the all the ghost. chips, right? Kind of. Because then one day the ghost could just be like, you know what, if I'm going to start fucking shaking up this guy's life. Yeah. When you get bored as a ghost, I feel like if I was a ghost in a place forever and I was just stuck as a ghost in a house like for literally centuries, even if I'm nice for the first 200 years of ghosting, mm. eventually just to shake things up, I'm going to be like, let's see if I can drive this new guy to suicide. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. I'm just going to fucking bang pots and pans and show up in the mirror and rattle them and throw yeah. things just to, just to shake it up. Yeah, but I... You probably you might get bored, sure. But... Here, tell me this. How long do you think ghosts ghost before they have to... Before, they're before they ghost? Before they release. <laughs> they're, they're released. Uh, depends on all the sins they've committed in their life. 
you think it's like a, uh, a Christmas Carol type thing. Like, uh, yeah. What's his name? Like his Scrooge. old business partner. Yeah. Scrooge's old Marley. Business. Marley. Yeah. Like he's got to carry his chains around as a ghost for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. sinful and son of a And then you turn into the beautiful Christmas present or future. Yeah. Whichever one. Oh, she, yeah. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. She was really nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Write in. Tell us if you think the lady from the Christmas Carol, the ghost that takes him on the, she was really. Looking. She was great. So is it mostly? Is that story mostly just about that one house, Penny and everybody? There's a few others. This, this, uh, there's one I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Towsley was Gwen con- uh, says considering purchasing a four bedroom. Uh, home with her husband. A co- uh, her sister was concerned that the house might be haunted because of its age. It was built in 1913. Yeah, the seller didn't disclose any paranormal activity, but while walking around the neighborhood, Towsley and her sister ran into uh, a neighbor doing yard work in front of his new home, just two houses away. While chatting with him and learning that he had previously owned the home in question, the sister asked him, is it haunted? His answer, not anymore. Not anymore? He outlined the many encounters and an exorcism. <laughs> they did an exorcism? Yeah. Yo. For the first few years of owning the house, nothing un- untoward occurred. But in 2018, when Tassley was coming home from a trip, she had a scary incident. All of a sudden, I felt totally attacked like my soul was going to be eaten by entities whoa she ran out of the house screaming after a week in a hotel she was able to return when a friend told her how to use crystals to banish the bad spirits <laughs> quote i know it sounds really insane everybody's got happened. one of those friends <laughs> <laughs> the family lived in the house for three more years selling in 2021 to move to turkey yeah, I would get out of the country, too. She says it didn't even occur to her to disclose to the buyers who paid $295,000 that ha- what had happened because the issue had been resolved. Still, yeah, resolved? She left, still, she left the crystals for them sitting on a windowsill at the four cardinal directions. So this lady, she thought entities were going to eat her alive. Eat her alive. And she goes, nope, no need to mention that. Well, we actually have four crystals on the windowsill. <laughs> so it's really Just all- make sure those don't move. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, do not sh- touch those. Should a breeze blow them in any other direction than the four cardinal directions, then... The uh, house will be set ablaze. Yeah, so the four demons, I believe Nero, Zingaro, Lucifer, and a few others will try to eat your soul. So. Yeah. But there's really no need to mention that. Yeah, I mean, the, again, the crystals are there, so... You know, uh, my... Okay, we got like a minute and a half here. My, my good friend, Hunter, friend of the show, welcome anytime, just bought a house yeah. earlier this year in Kansas City. It's an old mansion from like the 1880s. Mm-hmm. And there's only two families that lived there before. Really? And there are only two complaints wherever the water took a long time to get hot and the hauntings. <laughs> <laughs> no particular order. <laughs> But uh, I've been there a few times, and I've stayed over, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was fine. But it is—it it looks like a haunted house. You yeah. could shoot a horror movie there, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, anyway, I believe works. in ghosts. I, I think they're out there. Well, I'll tell you what. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just afraid of Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. All right. Well, we're pretty much at time. Well... That's it for this episode of the Echo Chamber podcast. Thank don't, you for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, sure. review. Check out Trent's stuff. Check out my stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. As always, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.